Come down to the little garden with me. Come go with me. Come go and see. I'm Chris Greenspawn, and you're listening to SGV Weekly, the show dedicated to the 626 and the people who make it home. I still say, carry home. I have returned. When I was a kid, I wasn't athletic in any way, shape, or form. That's how I ended up in radio. Those who can't do, interview. Now I try to stay in shape. I work out sometimes, and I have my dad's longboard just sitting there under my desk. The closest I come to getting on it is going to 4th Avenue Skate Park in Avocado Heights, by which I mean going right past 4th Avenue Skate Park in Avocado Heights to the grocery store. The other day when I was there, I found a sticker on my shopping cart, a little black and white square glaring at me. It had a woman wearing eyeliner, she had short black hair, and a bandana with stars around her face. It said, Daughter Skateboards on it. I looked it up on Instagram. There were girls skating on custom decks, slapping up stickers in the San Gabriel Valley, and there were bearded dads posted up at merch tables. I messaged one of them about my show. A guy named Bobby wrote me back. I'm from Hacienda Heights, and my partner's from Riverside. We have a team of girls. The brand was started for girls by us, for our daughters that skate. We have been pushing it for about two years. The girls are amazing and would be honored. So I'm picturing well-behaved kids who listen to their parents. But can I you do a big spin? I just, big yes, I can. Do it. I, I, what are you talking about? I did the 180. I did a 180 switch 50-50 to... Do it. Do uh, the big spin. Front side or back side? Do it. Which way? Front side or back side? Turns out, skateboarding actually makes girls challenge their parents, eat junk food, and build serious muscle mass. This week on the show, we'll hear about the shenanigans of daughter skateboards and some old-school local skate spots. I'm Chris Greenspawn. It's SGV Weekly. Here's some local news from around the San Gabriel Valley. SGV City Watch reports a Baldwin Park police officer impaled his leg on a wrought iron fence while chasing a Grand Theft Auto suspect. The car, reportedly stolen in Lakewood, was abandoned in the Walmart parking lot before the suspect fled on foot and was ultimately caught. The impaled officer has been hospitalized. The Pasadena Star reports a cannabis grower in Baldwin Park won't be getting its permit after a raid found it started cultivating early. The company, WNF International, was over half a million behind in payments to the city, and its warehouse was not up to code with building, fire, and health. El Monte police raided the facility on Little John Street in September after learning about its operations from a string of home raids in El Monte. The company's owner was arrested and gave no statement to the press. Baldwin Park's city manager says there will be more inspections for permit applicants going forward. The Pasadena Star reports the city of San Gabriel is creating a social equity commission in the wake of this year's protest movement. The Human Equity, Access and Relations Commission will have little formal power beyond the ability to make recommendations to city council and request information in pursuit of those suggestions. A city news release says it's looking for seven diverse candidates to apply to the committee by December 15th. The Press-Telegram reports a portion of St. Joseph Catholic School's students went back to the classroom this week. Each day when they come to class, their temperature is taken and they're asked if they have symptoms and if they or anyone they have contact with has been diagnosed with COVID-19. 
Principal Louise Hayes said everyone's done a good job of following new rules, and the 70-year-old school was renovated this summer for social distancing. And there's a GoFundMe set up for James Valenzuela from the hardcore band Yapo, who's in the hospital battling COVID-19. James, his fiance, and his son caught the virus, and they need help paying medical bills. The fundraiser link is on this episode's page on sgvweekly.com. When we return, mischief, mayhem, badass daughters, fat-ass dads, JK, BRB, SGV. SGV Weekly is supported by Callback Yesterday, a new podcast in which John Raby explores somewhere in time, love, loss, memory, nostalgia, Mackinac Island, and time travel. If you're a secret fan of the movie, which turns 40 this year, own a time machine shaped like a book, and still talk to your dead loved ones, maybe this is the podcast for you. Call back yesterday with John Raby. John urges you to support SGV Weekly with a generous donation like he did. Does your Instagram feed need more than just thirst traps and cheese pulls? Follow SGV Weekly for interview clips with everyday people and pictures of the rowdiest cars in the 626. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Rate and review the show to help us get it out there and make a better program for the San Gabriel Valley. Visit sgvweekly.com for expanded content from each episode and a link to our Patreon. Give if you can and support citizen journalism. Thanks. Now back to SGV Weekly. Our featured story this week is about daughter skateboards. They're a brand dedicated to girls helping girls in the skate scene. I say brand instead of company because they're more concerned with giving decks to little kids than selling them. They have a team of six daughters, all under 16. About half of them reside in the San Gabriel Valley. In many ways, they take after their fathers who started the brand for them. Obviously, I want to interview them in the SGV, but every weekend they drive all over SoCal to hit different parks, and I don't want to wait for them to come back all tired, so we meet up at Houghton Skate Park in Long Beach on a Saturday morning. I'm opening my trunk when this guy with plugs and an addict's tattoo on his neck comes up behind me with his hand outstretched, already introducing himself. It's Bobby Redline, co-founder of Daughter Skateboards. Tell me all that shit again. Oh yeah, so you know, I grew up in Hacienda Heights, been there since 86, lived right there by Stimson Park. Grew up actually in the condos over by Wilson. Did you go to Wilson High School? I did till I got kicked out, ended up in Valley. Got kicked out of that too. I was, I was, you know, the 90s were pretty intense for me. It was pretty heavy in the punk rock scene and been actually a big part of my life growing up. At first I thought Redline was just something he put in his email address, like the BMX company or the energy drink. Then I met one of his daughters. My name is Javen Redline. I'm 12 and I skate for daughter. Your name is literally Redline? Javen Redline. That's not like your punk name? That's literally your name? It's literally my name. She has piercings too, and her hair is green. It must be hereditary though. Bobby says she never asks permission for anything. Zayvon can be a troublemaker sometimes, you know, like, yeah, we, you know, we snuck into this church, what was that, St. Mark's in uh, Ostend Heights, and we sneak in, we had to literally kind of duck down and stuff, and so we're trying to be quiet and catch these clips, and this one's going to up and pull the fire alarm, and, and there's a fire station around the corner. We have to up and bail real quick, and, you know, she thinks it's just hilarious. Well, I thought it was a hand sanitizer thingy. <laughs> Draven didn't even ask for her first skateboard. She wanted a skateboard and on Easter, 
she found, you know, the uh, family hides a golden egg with the money, and so she ended up finding it, and uh, she up and bought herself this uh, Speed Demons board from Target, and she was serious. She wanted a skateboard, so, you know, I ended up getting into it with her, and um, it was really cool, too, because I had, like, a good 15 years falling out of skateboarding, you know, having kids and growing up. Then there was a company baseball game at Ayala. Bobby's coworker Jesus Ramirez, brought his daughter Aberdeen. She wanted to ride Draven's board in her baseball pads, go off ledges and shit, so then Aberdeen and Jesus were in it too. That's how daughter began. The logo of the girl with the bandana over her face is Aberdeen's mom at a protest. We wanted to do something for the girls, you know, something they can have, and somehow we started looking into skateboards, and, you know, we finally we found a press that we were happy with, and uh, here's one of them. And um, we ran it, we tried it out, and it was... It was pretty cool. We did it. It's for the girls, something to leave for them, for them to take over and just run with in life. And Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's the plan here with it. The main goal of Daughter isn't making a ton of money. It's motivating girls to skate. They go to events like Exposure, and they pretty much recruit other girls on site. When did you start skating? Oh, when I was five. That's Jalen Cedeno, a.k.a. J-Rose. She's also 12. She's got the kickflips. Bobby and Draven met her skating at Venice Beach. She's really good. And she comes out from Palmdale with her dad to skate with them. How's that feel dropping in off a big ass ramp? Ah, it's super scary. You just gotta pump, like drop your knees super hard and not think about it. You just gotta go. Do you get air? Can you trick off a big ramp? Yeah. Well, I can do like little board grabs. I'm just trying to work on those. She's top 10 in the US in her age range. Definitely top five in California. Her dad, Joe, has been skating for 35 years. He took her to the Cal State Games last year in San Diego, where she got first place. How do you feel about skating competitively? Uh, it's hard. I mean, there's like people that are better than you, like by a lot, and there's people that are at your range, and there's people that are trying to get to the like different levels of skating. So it's kind of hard because you don't know what some people will pull out. At one moment, they're alling down a stair set. The next, they're hard flipping it. Like, it's pretty cool. So do you want to skate professionally? Yes, but I don't want that to be like my real job. I've always wanted to be a cyber technician because I love coding technology and stuff. In the meantime, Jay Rose's dad is adamant about her developing as a skater to stay in shape and learn responsibility by getting sponsors. He builds ramps and boxes for her. The parental support and the and the comfort is what's key. You can't just blame or yell or argue with your kid just because you don't like the way something's coming out. Not everybody does everything 100% first try. It takes time, it takes years, and sometimes you gotta see through it. And as a parent, you need to understand that part where you can't live your life through your kid. That's very important. He also admits that his support isn't everything. That's why Daughter exists. There's a lot of girls that are they're scarce in each town that don't have the opportunity to skate with other girls. So they need that other girl, older girl, telling her, you got this, or you can do it, or I got your back. Some boys won't do that for them. But when there's other girls, especially teenage ones, young or young adult ladies, they give them more than enough motivation to push harder get that next trick, back them up on it. As an adult, you can't really have their back on a 20-star rail. <laughs> you know, it's kind of tough. 
Draven and J-Rose have their favorites to look up to, Lacey Baker and Letitia Buffoni, and Joe says they've already become role models too for little kids. They've picked up the torch from their fathers while helping them stay young, and a day will probably come when they don't want to skate with their dads anymore, but for now, they get to have fun as a family. So your dad got back into skating because of you, he told me. Yeah. How bad was he when that happened? How oh, often? He was bad. Like, he, he sucked. Like, he couldn't even step <laughs> on the board. That's not true. I, yeah, I still got true. out and, um, you know, when I, was, when I was young, I was super good, though. I'm not trying to just say, yeah, you know, I was good. I, I legitimately was. You know, yeah, I could still do some stuff. I'm hitting some pretty cool stuff on curbs. I still <laughs> and, and, yeah, she's getting better than me now. I don't know. I got... I got uh, my 360 still, and yeah, I'm yeah. But like, have you skated vert like how I did? Yeah, I can't. I can't skate vert anymore exactly. like she does. And that's on period. But can I you did, do a big spin? I just, Fakey big yes, spin? I can. Do I, it. I, I. What are you talking about? I did the 180. Do it. I did a 180 switch 50 50 to do it. Do uh, the big spin. Front side or back side? Do it. Which way? Front side or back side? Both. Fakey. Okay. Fakey. That, that was toe tap. That was toe tap. Now it counts. Oh, you can't do it. You can do it. Whoa, front sides are harder. I don't know what you mean. The Daughter Skateboards team is Aberdeen Ramirez, Darla Encinas, Draven Redline, Jalen Cedeno, and Unique and Julianne Mora. Decks are available for sale via direct message on Instagram, and you can find them in store at Adective, Inconsiderate, and Rise Above Skate Shops in the IE. The team rides on defacing property grip tape made in La Puente. Thanks to Bobby Redline for setting up the interview. And speaking of Bobby, here's a story about a classic SGV landmark he used to skate at instead of going to school. You know, it was really, there was a really cool spot up in Turnbull Canyon. Um, if anyone out of the late 80s into the 90s was skating the area, they knew of uh, the Jungle Bowl. Uh, and there, I know there was a fire in like the 80s, and so all the houses burnt down in Turnbull Canyon, like up there. But there's a bowl. Like it used to be a pool? or I'm going to show you a picture of it. Okay, there's there's an Oak Canyon Road. If you come this across, is sick. yeah, you come across descending, you go up descending, like park on Skyline. You mean like when you're the at the very top before you go down towards Whittier? Exactly, where where it kind of crosses off like that. Yeah. Okay, if you're up on Skyline, that that street that goes up to it is descending, and you park right there. You just go back down a little bit. You see the barrier. If you stand up on that barrier, you can look down. You can still see a chimney. But right there is this bowl, and I believe it was like the late 90s, maybe early 2000 or something. It got filled in with dirt. And then um, I heard, this was like last year, I heard some locals from Forth had found it and they were digging it out. So I took my nephew up there to check it out. And right when we walked up to the gate, there was this dog laying down in there and it, it looked like it was dead. So I kind of just like tapped on the gate and I, don't, I can't even tell you how many like vicious German shepherds came running. So. Whoever owns that property doesn't want anyone in there, you know, clearing that bowl out, digging it out, but it's a super awesome bowl. If anyone remembers the Jungle Bowl, it also caught the name the Rash Bowl. I never saw poison oak or something, but sometimes you would leave with this rash. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, a little toxic waste yeah, or something. Yeah, who, who knows, but um, it, was, it was really cool, you know, everyone, because it's at the top, everyone from Whittier would come, and, you know, everyone from, you know, down the other way, I was in the high side area. Uh, I met people from Huntington there. What? What'd you say, Draven? Oh, if I went, I probably would have like trained those dogs, so they would have been like my best friend. And then, yeah. Come down to the Thanks for listening. Remember, for right now, we're releasing new shows every two weeks. In December, we go weekly for real. Our theme song is Carry Home by The Gun Club, courtesy of Manifesto Records, 
Our logo was designed by Felipe Flores. I'm Chris Greenspawn. This is SGV Weekly. So carry on. I have returned through so many highways and so many tears.